Hey, Zach here, and before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually grab the recordings of our most recent Facebook and Instagram ads for List Building Bootcamp for just $25. Now, in January of 2024, we hosted a five-day live training where we walked our clients through step-by-step how to set up ads that grow their email list every single day so that they're always growing their business, always growing their audience, and always having new people to make offers to. Now, what's really great about this bootcamp is we have literally dozens of client results from it, and you can get the recordings of that most recent one from January of 2024 for just 25 bucks. All you have to do is head to theadsbootcamp.com. Again, that's theadsbootcamp.com. And you're going to learn step-by-step through how people were able to grow their list. Um, We have incredible results like Zeta, who added 67 leads to her list in just five days at $1.80 a piece, or Nora Jean, who added 62 leads for $1.12 in those five days. We have Brenda, who added over 500 people to her list over the course of a week, under $0.50 a piece. Uh, Heather Lalonde who did over 200 leads at 50 cents a piece. Amy Hughes, who added over 300 leads in a week. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those are just our January testimonials. We have even more than that, plus testimonials from the last seven times we've done this. And we would love to have you in next. So if you head over to theadsbootcamp.com, you can grab the recordings for just 25 bucks. It'll walk you step-by-step through growing your list. And in less than five days, you could have tons of new leads pouring into your list every day, semi-automated with Facebook advertising. So check it out and let's get into this week's episode. This is the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast, episode number 60. And on this episode, we are talking about three copywriting tricks you can implement in your business to increase conversions. So if you have been struggling with copy, what to say, or how to position your message, this episode is for you. So stay tuned. Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler, and on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. Hey guys, I am so excited to be back with another episode of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast, and we are back on schedule, which I am happy about. We missed a couple of episodes in April, and that's totally my bad, but we are back to normal, and I am excited to be pushing out content to you guys. Now, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about this week. I'm actually recording this episode while I'm in the middle of an affiliate launch for James Wedmore. You might have heard him on the show, and... We've been doing some interviews and some Q&As with my audience, with his audience, and I've been seeing a lot of questions pop up lately about copywriting and copy as a whole. Like, how do you write compelling copy? And I felt really driven or called to do an episode on copywriting because copywriting is such a powerful skill that I truly believe everyone needs to develop in business on some level. Now, Let me be super clear about this. I'm not saying that you need to be a copy expert. In fact, the opposite is true. I am not afraid to tell you that sometimes I personally work with a copywriter in my business and other times I write my own copy. At almost every level of business, there is going to be a time where either you don't have time to get to a copywriter, you don't have access to a copywriter, especially when you're just getting started. That can feel like a really kind of 
tall order to be able to get a copywriter. And so copy is something that we just want to always be honing our craft and honing our skill. What you're going to learn by the end of this episode is that there's some really simple tips and tricks you can implement into your business that really allow you to kind of have copy that glows and shines and actually attracts the right audience. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So rather than just dive right into those tips, I want to step back and explain what exactly is copy and what exactly is copywriting, because let's face it, it's kind of unfortunately become one of those things where it's like everybody's talking about copy, everybody's talking about copywriting and persuasion, but like what really is copywriting? And so I grabbed a definition for you that I want to read. And I grabbed this definition right from Copyblogger, one of the best copywriting and blog websites out there. And copywriting per Copyblogger is the art and science of strategically delivering words, whether written or spoken, that get people to take some form of action. So what does that mean for us? Basically, when we send an email, when we write a Facebook post, when we do a Facebook live stream, or we go on Instagram and we write and we put a message out there, generally speaking, we want people to take some action. On Facebook, we may want them to like or click. On Instagram, we want them to double tap. On our email, we may want them to click through and buy. On our Facebook Lives, we may want them to comment or engage with us. And the way we ask people to take action and the way we persuade them to take action, that is copywriting. And so just from that simple definition, I'm hoping you're already starting to see that copy is everywhere because everything we do in our business that has a purpose, a purpose where we want our audience to take action, we're relying on copywriting. We have to be writing copy in order to get results in our business. And so whether it's a social media post, an email, or something else, it is copy. So you can see the value of copy, and that's why I wanted to give you some insight on it today. So let's start with like a really basic understanding of copy and let's evolve before we get into the tips into understanding that copy needs to speak to people's problems and desires, not what you know. So a big problem, if you will, that we see with a lot of students who are just getting started or creating their first product, they tend to talk about what they know, what their expertise is, what they're versed in, what they're aware of, what they know, what they bring to the table. And unfortunately, that's not relevant as much as it is to what your audience wants. Now, you've heard me say this in a ton of different ways on the show, but my favorite way of saying this is we don't create solutions in digital marketing. We solve problems. Whether you help people in health and wellness, business to business, manifesting, parenting, a foreign language, it doesn't matter. No one cares about what you know first and foremost. They care about their problem and their desires. So we have to start there. What problems and desires does your audience have? Now, to give you an example, let's say I'm selling my Facebook ads course. My knowledge of Facebook ads, while it might help you make that final decision, that is not enough to make you want to buy my Facebook ads course, right? But if I say, hey, are you struggling to get conversions? Are you struggling with ads? Have you wasted money on ads? Have you set up Facebook ads and they're not working? Does the pixel make your eyes cross so hard you can see the opposite sides of the room, right? That is speaking to the problem that they have versus if I say, I've taught 10,000 students. I've spent X number of dollars on ads. I've done a $100,000 launch. Those things don't speak to your problem 
and your desires. So before we even start talking about copy, we have to understand that it starts with the problems and desires of your audience, no matter what you sell. And that's really, really important. So I want to take you into the first tip, which is a really simple copywriting exercise that you may have heard before. It's a very popular exercise. I've heard this from multiple people, but they call it the so that exercise. And this really helps you get from what you're doing and what you're creating to people's core problems and desire. So the so that exercise is simply taking something that you want to say and adding the words so that on the end and finishing the sentence. Now, let me break that down in a very tangible way. I'm teaching you how to run Facebook ads so that you can create an automated lead generation system. Now, have I gotten to your core problem or your core desire? Maybe not. Automated lead and sales system, it's good, but it doesn't talk about a problem or desire. So I can continue to tack so that on. So that you can generate leads and sales automatically so that you can work less and spend more time with your family. Whoa, suddenly it's totally different. Even though we started with, I'm teaching you how to generate leads and sales with Facebook ads so that you can automate your sales and lead generation so that you can spend less time working and more time with your family. See, I care about Facebook ads and I care about that problem, but what the person buying my program cares about is their family, is having more free time, is having more quality time, is not feeling like their business is sucking them into this black hole where all they do is waste away. I can't tell you how many people come to me and say like, oh my gosh, I'm just like so overworked or I'm working X number of hours a day. I'm in Facebook groups. I'm doing all this stuff. And it's just, I'm not seeing the impact for the time I'm putting in. Well, that's what Facebook ads solve. Yeah, they generate leads. Yeah, they generate sales. But the real Achilles heel is lack of growth and wasted time. That's what's driving people kind of nuts. So this first little activity, this kind of exercise of so that is a really fantastic tool that allows you to get super clear on what the core desire is. And now you understand why we started by talking about the core desire. We have to get really clear on what is it that our people want so that we're always, always, always speaking to that. Now, if you're listening to this and you're saying like, oh my gosh, Zach, how the heck do I actually figure out what it is that people want? Like, I just know what I'm really good at. I'm not quite clear exactly on what that means for my audience or what my audience thinks their core problem is. And I'll tell you, we have a really awesome episode of the podcast, episode number 30, which is an interview with Jason Van Orden. And there is a survey that we talk about in that episode. You can download it over at heartsoulhustle.com slash 30. We'll also link it up in the show notes. But you have to pay attention to your audience. You can survey them. You can watch people in Facebook groups. You can ask people who are already your customers why they bought from you, what problems have gone away since they bought from you, what has been the results of working with you. Let them give you answers to what their problems are because all the time, you know, one of the best feedback that you can get on your copy, and if you've ever gotten this kind of feedback, you know you're on the right track, is when people say, oh my gosh, it's like you're in my head. How did you know I was struggling with that? And me, being the tongue-in-cheek person I am, I usually say something like, I knew that's what you were thinking because I've been watching you or I've been paying attention or I surveyed you. Copywriting is not about being a good writer. It's about being a good listener. It's about being somebody who pays attention and somebody who critically 
asks these questions and gets deep on what's causing it, okay? So that first little activity that we talked about, the first copywriting trick that can help you increase your conversions is take something, whether it's a headline, whether it's the tagline of your course, whether it's the bullet points on your opt-in page and add the words so that to them and spell it out. Now, what this looks like in practice is you don't actually publish the words so that, right? So let's say I take my headline of generate leads and sales in as little as 15 minutes with Facebook ads so that you can automate the growth of your business and buy back your time. Now, I might not want to say so that because that's pretty much generic, right? But I could say something along the lines of, Inside this free training, I'm going to show you step-by-step how to create an automated lead system so that whether you're working or spending time with your family, you're generating more leads, right? I fell into my own trap. I use so that again. I could say, which allows you to spend more time with your leads, or I could say, create an automated leads and sales system with Facebook ads that buys back time so you can spend it with the ones you love. Boom. Now, here's the thing. Because it is an art and a science, I'm just going to keep trying things out. When I come up with an idea, something that speaks to a problem or something that feels like a really good piece of copy that's really speaking to somebody's problem, I write it down. And I would encourage you to grab a notebook and as you're paying attention to your audience and you're getting back survey responses, jot down the things that they're saying and use their exact words. We have people say to us all the time, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And it's because we use their exact words as well. So like just literally last night or two nights ago, I was driving home. I was talking to a business friend on the phone because it was a long drive and I don't like to drive alone. And I said something and I was like, oh my gosh, text that to me. That's such good copy. I can't text it to myself because I'm driving. And that's what they did. They texted me over stuff. So I want you to be thinking that copy is this skill that you develop that comes as a result of listening and asking really good questions, okay? So when you listen and you hear the words and you ask good questions about what people really want and you pay attention and practice turning that into your own copy using their verbiage, that's where your skills starting to develop, okay? So I know that we've been a little long-winded with this first tip, which is asking the so that, but... I started with this tip and I got really intentional with this tip because this is where it starts. And you guys get to hear Ted and Charlie making a little noise in the background. But this is where copy starts. It's about being a good listener who can take information, process it, and regurgitate it back to your perfect audience. So enough about that first tip. Let's move on to the next tip on copywriting that can help you increase your conversions. The second tip that we can think about in copy is what's called the rule of three. And this is a pretty standard copywriting rule. You maybe have heard of the rule of three before. So again, I just want to encourage you to know that I'm not sharing necessarily original ideas, just some core concepts in copy that I think are super important. Now, the rule of three in copywriting, it basically means that when we say things in the style of threes, They're more easily digested and more likely to persuade people into action. Now, that might sound silly, but I want you to think about how many things naturally come in threes. Like, think about it. Parents say, I'm going to count to three. There's tons of 
you know, traditional stories, the three little pigs, the three musketeers, Goldilocks and the three bears, right? Naturally, we process information in threes. And so I'm kind of just going to, rather than try to explain why or how, I'm just going to ask that you kind of put a little faith in me that this is a legitimate thing. If you look up rule of three on Google, one of the first things that comes up is a Wikipedia page that shows you what it is. But really, the rule of three just basically says when we do things in three, people receive it more accurately, okay? When we're talking about copywriting and the rule of three, we can implement this into anything else that we're doing. But places I want you to think about this are one, two, three hits of information can be easily digested. So let's say you're setting up a landing page. One thing that I see people do that sort of drives me nuts is they set up a landing page with like 10 reasons you should opt into their freebie and X number of reasons you need this, that, and the other. And the reality is if you condense your landing pages down to just one, two, three bullet points, they're going to process a lot better. The rule of threes can also be used when we're writing emails and we want to draw people's attention to a really specific topic, right? So it can be used in the very black and white version of like, it's one, two, three things. Now it can also be used with real juxtaposition. Three pieces of juxtaposition can create massive action in your audience. So to give you an example of what I mean by juxtaposition, because I, when it comes to copywriting, I think the best way to like get really in it and really start to understand it is to give you an example. So when we send out emails, we use juxtaposition to get people to take an action. And we just recently sent out an email to our audience during our launch with James Wedmore. And this particular email was talking about why people need to create a business by design, right? James's program is called Business by Design. And this content was basically, hey, you need a more stable business design that kind of lets you basically enjoy life again. And so we crafted this email worked on our copy and not going to lie, we got somebody who responded that was like, oh my gosh, I really love the copy in that email, which made me feel really good because that's how you know you're doing it right when someone can tell you wrote good copy. But I want to just literally read verbatim what we said inside this email to give you a sense of how juxtaposition works. So again, we're talking about business by design. You want to build a life by design. And we say, let's face it, you don't really want six figures. You want freedom and life. Now comes the three points of juxtaposition. I say, you want to wake up happy and excited about the day, not to the sound of an alarm clock that makes you want to cry. You want to take the afternoon off to see a movie, then let your business run by itself and pay you. You want to have the clarity to know exactly what to focus on. So whether you've got 10 minutes or 10 hours, you know that everything you do is building your business. So that leaves the question, how do you create this? And then I give them a call to action to click over to the sales page. Now, how does this work? Why does it work so well? Well, juxtaposition is basically saying, here's where you are now. Here's where you want to be. In my case, it could be also different parts of the journey or different mindsets. But I start with a really strong juxtaposition. And then I personally get a little softer with mine. That's just kind of my style. But it's you want this, not that. You want this, not that. You want this, not that. And by having high sense of juxtaposition in a group of three, it basically gets people in a space where what they're doing is if you've targeted your people right and you've gone through that so that exercise so that you're speaking directly to them, 
what they're doing at this point is saying, yes, in their head, they're mentally going, yes, 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 that is what I want. And because they're in this place where they are in agreement with you and they've been able to process it in threes, you've essentially completed the loop. You've given them copy that speaks to what they want. And now what they're doing is they trust you. You've built this connection. And because you've built a connection and you might be saying like, does this build trust or credibility? Not necessarily for a lifetime, but in this moment, as they're reading it, they're going, yes, Zach knows exactly my struggle. Zach knows what I want. And if Zach knows me and I agree with this, I want to know what the next step is to move out of this. Because we crave stability and we crave consistency. And this juxtaposition is basically a way of showing them like, here's what you want. Here's where you are. You don't have it, but I can see that. So let me guide you to the next step. So the rule of threes and juxtaposition is the second copywriting tool that you can really easily implement into your business. Like I said, you can use this anywhere from email copy to landing pages. The basic concept is that when we deliver things in sets of three, people process and retain that information at a higher rate. And that's a pretty generally accepted consensus within the copywriting and persuasion community. Okay. Now, the third copywriting tool is something that I want you to think about and something that we try to implement in our business on a regular basis. And it's what's called the us versus them mentality. Now, this is really prevalent in the marketing space, especially in copywriting, and I want to tell you how you can use it at face value, and then I want to tell you how I use it in my business to kind of soften it up and not be quite as aggressive. So us versus them mentality is basically saying, hey, I'm with you, so we should work together. Now, let's give you like a real world example to kind of put you into this. If I say something like all these other gurus out there make you feel like Facebook ads should be so easy, but I'm here to tell you they're not unless you have a really simple system because I, just like you, struggled with Facebook ads for years until I finally got a simple system that I want to share with you today. Now, what I did there, which might have been very subtle to you, or maybe you saw it right away, was that I said, hey, all those other people say Facebook ads are easy, but we are different. Now, what I'm essentially doing is creating an us versus them mentality. And this is very psychological. It goes back to the early days of humankind when we used to be tribal. We want to be included and we want to exclude people different from us. It's a very natural psychological phenomenon. Now, unfortunately, it manifests in not great ways in real life, but I want you to understand that this is a very true and tested strategy. Now, me personally, I don't like to get that direct with it and be like, all the other gurus and experts say this, but we're different. So, What you can do with an us versus them mentality is switch it up a little bit to show people that you're on their side. So one way that we use this us versus them mentality, I'm just going to keep using some of these emails from this launch, was I showed people behind the scenes of my perfect day in business, and I told them a story about a time when I was overworked and exhausted and just was not feeling it. When I was working overnight and I wasn't sleeping and I was stressed out about my business. So I told them the story and I said, I remember when I used to pull all-nighters and I worked myself sick until I started having panic attacks and my anxiety flare back up and I was overworked, exhausted, and the money wasn't cutting it. Do you know what I mean 
when you're putting in everything and the end product just isn't enough. Now that builds a connection because while I might be talking about money and my level of success, I'm speaking in terms that are relatable because guess what? At every level of business, weight loss, relationships, parenting, manifesting, it doesn't matter. Most people go through the same emotions in a cycle over and over and over again, right? If you're in business, we go through the emotions of, I'm so excited to do this. I hope this works. Did it work? Awesome. Repeat. So the us versus them can really be saying like, hey, I can relate to your feelings, your emotions, your experiences. I've been where you are and I want to walk you out of the valley together. It doesn't have to be as black and white as we're different than all the other marketers or we're different than all the other weight loss people or we're different because blah, blah, blah. While that's important, it can be much softer. It can simply be, I can relate to you. I know where you are and I want to walk you through this journey together with me. Now, another way that we can use the us versus them mentality is to take something that is kind of in the zeitgeist, if you will, of the marketing space or whatever space you're in and just kind of be against the grain. So there's this running joke in the internet marketing space that as soon as a new platform comes out, once the marketers find out about it, they ruin it. Because marketers love to use hot button phrases and good copy. And so right now in the online marketing space, a big thing to say is like six figure. I want a six figure launch, a six figure funnel, a six figure this, a six figure that. And so we wrote an email, this same email I was telling you about. And our position was six figures is not the answer. Why? Because it puts us in the same camp as our audience. And you might be saying, okay, Zach, I'm not quite following that one. That's not saying you're the same as them. That's just disagreeing. Here is the thing. What we have to remember is that most people, there is a hierarchy in social structure. It's unspoken and it exists. And essentially, if you are following someone and you're taking and using their advice, you perceive them as having more experience, knowledge, and essentially being more of an expert than you. That creates a rift where you feel like this person can't relate to you. This is common. Our audience feels like they can't relate to us because we're not where they are. However, when we actively challenge the space we're in or the way we're promoting or kind of what have become cliches and say, I don't agree with that cliche, you kind of build credibility with your audience because if it really is a cliche in your space and you're listening to your audience, you can tell if they're over it. Like, I know my audience says all the time, like, ugh, another six-figure this or ten-figure that. Like, I'm over it, right? So if I know that they don't like that, and I know that they're feeling like, oh my gosh, everybody's selling six-figure this, and I say to them, like, ugh, it's not about that. They go, oh my gosh, Zach understands me. Zach can relate to me. Zach knows how I feel about this, and that means I'm more likely to agree with his philosophy at a deeper level. And as we start to kind of check these boxes off, and people are agreeing with us, and we're in agreement, and we've got good content that we're working through together, now we're on the same team. And so I'm no longer making suggestions as the expert. That's the big thing to get here. The us versus them mentality is that we're putting them in a space to say, wow, you're not the expert. You're like me with extra knowledge. And so they're listening to you going, I know that Zach is an expert, but I can relate to him. And so I'm more likely to take his advice than someone else's. We are on a psychological level 
persuading people that we know what it's like to be where they are, we can relate to them where they are, and we're not making a suggestion that they buy something based on what we know. We're making a suggestion that they buy something, take action, click, opt in, based on where they are now. And that's the power of using us versus them in your copywriting. So as we're coming to a close on this episode, I want to do a quick recap. We will make sure that these three simple tricks are listed on the show notes, but I want to recap them for you real quick and give you a quick refresher. So the first thing was understanding problems and desires of your audience by actively researching and listening, and then asking critical questions by adding so that onto your headlines, onto your offers, onto your taglines, and saying, so that what? What are the real desires and things that you create for people in your audience? The second tip was the rule of three. We process information in threes, and if we write things out, whether it's on a landing page, in an email, or in a video, in sets of three, along with strong juxtaposition, we can really push people into taking the action that we want. And the final tip was the us versus them mentality. And I walked you through that. That's really more of a copywriting concept, but I gave you some really clear examples of where we're using it in my business and how you can use it in yours so that you're creating a connection where people feel like you understand them where they are now and you're recommending next steps based on who they are, not based on what you know. And just like that, you have three copywriting tips that can increase conversions in your business. So we're going to wrap it up here. If you would like to get these show notes, you can head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 60. That's heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 60. I cannot believe it's already been 60 episodes. Before we end, I just want to give you all a big thank you for being avid listeners of the show. The show has been growing over the past several months. Our reach has gone up. More people are downloading and tuning in. And I just want to truly say from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you heart hustlers. I love that the show is growing, that there are people out there listening and using this information to make an impact. And I appreciate you all. So thank you. Now, if you're getting a ton of value out of the show, and you want to help us out, if you head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash podcast, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Now, I super appreciate when you leave a review because reviews get us higher ranks in iTunes. They help us reach more people. And if you're digging the message and you know more people need to see this like I do, a review means the world to us. So heartsoulhustle.com forward slash podcast will take you right to us in iTunes where you can leave a review. And we would super appreciate that. So That's all I've got for you this week. Get out there, crush your copy, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com. 